Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Nicholas Lee. Thanks for being on the show, Nicholas. Hi, Whitney. Thanks. Thanks for the introduction. Yeah, Nicholas enables business owners to double their profits without using any outside resources. His podcast, Master Your Mind, Master Your Life with Nicholas, was ranked number one only four days after launch. He believes that setting goals and finding motivation are the two reasons why 92% of the world don't get what they want in life. Nicholas, welcome to the show. I look forward to diving into that. I know the listeners' ears are perked up at the moment because we all want to know how to do that, right? You know, and setting those goals, finding that motivation. I want you to help us with that today. Give us a little bit more about, you know, who Nicholas is and let's dive in. Yeah, sure. So, um, Nicholas, I was born in Mauritius, a small island in the Indian Ocean. So, I'm African. I might look Chinese, but I'm African. And yeah, throughout the journey, I came to England to start get at uni and get started with getting a job. And as maybe many people have, have encountered, job might not be what we're good for. So then started my journey to build my own business. Along the way, learned quite a few things about how our mind works. And yeah, because challenges are just part of life. It's just how we, how we see them and how we kind of counter them that really helps us through life. At the same time, I've tried a few things from public speaking, internet marketing, to acquiring companies. And I think this is where maybe I can add some value to your listeners with some of the things I've done in terms of finding sellers, finding finance, and all of those different parts of of the job, really. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know you are, you've become an expert and you've done a lot of research on mindset and just goal setting those things. Why don't we dive in there just a little bit and talk about that? You know, in your bio, it says, you know, you believe goal setting, finding motivation are two reasons why 92% of the world don't get what they want in life. Could we talk about that a little bit? Yeah, sure. So along the journey, I've taken many courses, right? Because I wanted to learn so many different skills. Like we know, we need to get to become good at marketing, selling, public speaking, writing, all of those different skills. And therefore, I've paid quite a lot of money to different mentors and coaching courses about how to learn all of these different skills, right? And what happened usually on those courses, they'll, get, they'll give you the step-by-step, right? They'll say, do, do those steps, and then you'll get the result. So I would do them. For example, the one I had the most, I guess, struggle with was when I left my job. We used to work at Deloitte as an accountant. I really struggled with sales because you never learn how to sell when you're working in corporate. Started doing it and very quickly I realized that I couldn't sell. I was really bad at it. I was always nervous when I had to talk about the money side, try to get someone to to buy something from me. And therefore I was very depressed, very disappointed. And therefore I had to find more, more ways to learn, kept on buying new courses, and I kept on going through this phase. And maybe many of your listeners might have been for that phase where you keep on finding new courses, maybe the shiny object syndrome. You, you, you still try to find other ways of getting better at it, but nothing changes. You keep getting the same issues. And then one day, actually with my apartment here, I had a leak. 
there was a water pipe failure. So there was a leak and therefore they had to kick me out of my room for 14 days. So when they do that, they said they would get me to a hotel for 14 days or give me 50 pounds a day to compensate for it. Right. And what happened was I had just found out, you know, people tell us you need to push yourself, right? Have bigger goals that you need to. And one of the goals I had was to stay in a very expensive hotel. And this is where my mind was like, okay, so they're going to pay me about two grand to stay in a hotel anyway for 14 days. How about I find a way to get in the nicer one? So I went back to the insurance guy and I'm like, yeah, I want this hotel. It's twice the price as the one you wanted me to go to. So tell me, what should happen for us to make this happen? So therefore, we had a few back and forths. He gave me a few reasons why that would work. Kept on kind of just negotiating the way through it. And in the end, I got it. He said, because we need to pay you two grand anyway, what we can do is give you eight days in that beautiful hotel you want to. The rest of the days, just stay somewhere else. Just go to your mom's, just go to your friend's place, and we can make it happen. So then after that, I had an amazing time in, in one of the big, nicest hotels in London at the O2. I don't know if you've heard of the O2 in London. And it was amazing. And it was at that point that I realized that just putting goals. So I came up with, I guess, a quote where I say, you know, if you write goals, goals will get you somewhere. So you plan on, on doing a few steps to achieve certain goals. You will do the actions. You might achieve it. But I just did a research recently and I, and I realized 90% of the people, or if you make it more exact, 92% of the people don't actually achieve those goals. And then I fought back to it and I fought back to this particular thing. I realized that I have become a salesperson. I wasn't trying to do things that a salesperson would do. I was just using it in my own life, like every day. So even at the shop, you'll try to get the better deal. You'll try to negotiate anything you can. So I realized it should not be something that a step that you take just in business. Once you realize that anything you learn, any skill you learn is something you do every day of the, of the week. One, you get better faster because you're practicing it more. But two, once you understand that part, your mind, your thoughts changes. So the way you look at a specific situation changes massively. Because now instead of thinking, so for example, maybe for your listeners, maybe right now they are looking to raise finance and they might be thinking, oh, okay, so maybe they bought your course with me. I don't, I'm not sure if you got a course on that, but maybe they bought a course about raising finance and they take a few steps towards it and then it doesn't work. And then they maybe, people either give up or they get another course because they think, oh, okay, that course doesn't work for me. But how about they started to think differently, think like a fundraiser, you know? And therefore, you become that person. So therefore, even if you encounter those challenges, you always find a solution. And yeah, that was the main reason that, to me, people that, I mean, we've been taught to write goals and people tend to think, right, I'm going to write my goals. If I don't hit the goals, that means I'm a failure. I've not done it. Then, you know, all of those bad emotions comes to it. And then most of the times people give up about it. But if you understand that by becoming that person and understanding that those problems and challenges are always going to come up, you do realize that it's not about the goals, it's about becoming that person. And therefore, you're going to have the skills for the rest of your life anyway. And I think those are the things I tend to share. Yeah. With 
It, it's interesting about, you know, like even thinking about goal setting for the type of hotel that you want. And like, I don't think that way. Always, you know, I don't, I don't goal set, you know, about things like that. But it's interesting if you did how that would change the way you think, you know, like, and just having that goal mentally, like even just saying that out loud, I'm going to do this thing, even if it, I think most people feel like, you know, setting a goal is something you're doing at least three months from now or six months or a year from now, things like that. Not the day-to-day decisions, you know, that we're having to make, you know, or even just not even on a weekly basis sometimes, but most people I don't think do that. But that is an interesting thought, how that would change the way you think about things if you set a goal for even things like that. How has this affected your business or whether it's, you know, the way you're acquiring companies or the way, you know, your real estate stuff? So if I take a step back, when I realized this particular thing, then I started using it in other parts of my life. So for example, creating my podcast, that was an idea I had maybe one and a half months ago. And as most people have, you know, negative beliefs come up as soon as you, you want to do something new, something outside of your comfort zone. So I had the things like, what would people listen to me? What value do I have to share? What would my parents say? All of those things came up to me and I'm like, okay. Do I write a goal about those or do I change my thoughts about them? So then I went back and I've kind of came up with like a five-step system where if you follow those five steps, you can change those thoughts that comes to your head. So I took that steps for my podcast. And one of the main things is to then use it in practice. So the more you say it, the more it becomes to you. Is that okay if I ask you a question about, there's something I like to teach which comes with a question and maybe your listeners might benefit from that. Okay. So if I ask you the question, it's a very simple one. You might think it's a silly question, but if I say to you, what is two plus two? Four. Exactly. And usually the number four would come to your head even before I say the last two, right? And why is that? It's because throughout our lives, we've been conditioned or we've been taught two plus two is equal to four. Now, let's say I was born in Mars and I came to Earth and I spoke to you. And to me, they told me that two plus two is equal to five in Mars. What would be my answer to you and how quickly would it come to me? The same? So I would say five. If they told you? Yeah. So if they told me if two plus two was five, I would say to you five. And you would say, oh, no, you can't be right because I've learned it's four. In the same way, the beliefs that we have, so the beliefs I had around podcasting, the what are people going to say? Am I good enough? My voice, I've got a very strong accent because I'm from Mauritius, for example. What are people going to say? Those thoughts sometimes are more beliefs that were created back then, especially like I like to use school to me. I hate school, given that many of the things around failure, especially to me, comes from being conditioned that if you fail your exams, you can't move ahead. If you fail your exam, you might be looked at as a maybe a dumb person. So people keep that. And when they get in business, they think, I can't fail. I need to make everything perfect so nothing happens at the end. And in the same way, what I've been doing is I've been working on changing those thoughts in my head, so those language that comes up in my head, and practicing saying them until it becomes you, until it becomes your own thoughts that you now use on a daily basis. So right now, I see myself as a po- podcaster. So I don't mind having my accent. I find it quite, I've turned into making my accent is sexy now. So, so it makes me feel happy being on a podcast, for example, or on TV or, or sharing my knowledge to the people I need to. So that's how I've been using this in other parts of my life. In the same way, um, doing public speaking. And recently I've picked up juggling. And I've used this, the same process where 
it kind of shortened the learning curve I had because now I started to think more, okay, what would a juggler do in that situation and started applying that in the way I was using the, the balls and, and juggling things. So I hope that answers the question uh, that you had there. Yeah, no, it's just interesting, just this change of thought or just the way we think I mean, the way we think about things on a daily basis, all these, it seems small at the time, but all these decisions that you're making, I mean, they add up, right? Uh, That consistency of changing that behavior and just the way you think about things. And so what about, you know, are there things on a daily basis that you could just describe a little bit or help us with that have helped you to just continually think this way or to set goals, you know, daily and, you know, just to help the listener and myself to think that way as well? So, I mean, in terms of daily things, what, what I tend to do is if I've got, again, it's more down to because I'm still in the learning phase, right? So I'm always learning new skills, new ways of doing things. And, you know, so many good information out there. So what I do is so recently, so I've been coaching with another business coach and I've been able to help many business owners grow their business and double their profits and stuff like that. But I've never done it for myself as me being the main guy of the company. So that's been one of the main beliefs problem I had in the past couple of weeks, right? And therefore, what I've realized is I need to, one, become aware of those negative thoughts that I have or those negative beliefs that I have. Then I need to choose do I want them to be my reality or do I want to change them so that now I can have a more empowering, more positive one that I can use to then improve my business, grow my business, take myself to the next stage. This is kind of the five steps. So one, you need to become conscious of the issues that you might have on a day-to-day basis. So the other thing I like to ask people is who is the person that you speak the most to every day? What would be your answer to that one actually? The person I speak to the most, I would like to say, is my wife, but (laughs) yeah, probably my wife. Yeah, that's a good answer. But usually what I would say is, even if I don't know you, or maybe your listeners out there, I might give you another chance to think again, who is the person that you speak the most to every day, like right now? Oh, you think yourself? Yes. (laughs) And you see, that's the thing, like, it's it's so inside our ourselves that we don't think that our thoughts are us speaking to ourselves. And then what I tend to ask people is, okay, so when you speak to yourself in your thoughts, what language do you use? Is it English? Is it Spanish? And now in that language, is it a negative words that you're using? Because in the language you use, you can choose negative and disempowering words, but you can also use positive and more empowering words that would mean the same, but that determines what you do next or what you think about consistently. And yeah, I mean, and that's where I think you need to become aware of it because if you're not aware of it, you can't change it. But once you've become aware, I call it the first C, conscious. Once you become aware, then you can choose because now you know there's a difference. Once you choose, you need to change it. And how do you change? You look for experts. You get someone who's done what you want to do and learn from them. And like you were saying, in terms of what you do on a day-to-day basis, you want to practice this. So for example... If I were to ask you not to brush your teeth today, you might feel a bit weird because it's a habit that you've been doing that you might say, oh, Nicholas, I might feel dirty if I don't brush my teeth today. In the same way, those negative thoughts that you had, initially, they would feel weird if you're not using them. If you change them to more positive one, potentially, you need to condition your brain to think that new way. So for the two plus two, change your brain so that you think two plus two is equal to four. 
And once that happens, then I call it the claim part. So the more you do it, the easier it gets to do what you want because your brain just, your thoughts just go like this right now and you just get what you want. But as we know, like COVID can happen. So, so challenges will always come to you. So you need to also be aware of how the world is that you can't control everything. But for me, the one thing you can control is what's going on in your, in your mind, in your head. And that's why the podcast is called Master Your Mind, Master Your Life. Do you believe, Nicholas, that like this, oh, I mean, exactly what you're talking about here, being able to control the thoughts in your mind, control what you're telling yourself, maybe even the goals that you're setting, some of those things are, are the biggest reason why entrepreneurs do not succeed in real estate? Yeah, I would think like, I mean, to be fair, this, this is normal, right? Like you do something. You do what someone said, someone who's been successful, and he kind of shortens your time frame to achieve your goal. Then you do it. But sometimes you don't realize that those people that are successful have had those challenges, have had those obstacles that come in the way. And then they had to push through it to become that better person who's handled those problems. So now they have bigger problems. Like, for example, pretty sure Whitney, you have loads of bigger problems that you had had 10 years ago, for example. And by handling more bigger problems, you're now better at what you do. But people don't really sure. see those trenches, that, like those, like Russell Brunson like to say, the, the arrows on your back you had, right? They just see you being the great guy that now is sharing this with them. But I think everyone needs to understand that getting those arrows would be part of the journey. If you understand that part, then you, you don't consider those arrows as a bad thing. You take them as a good thing, as a stepping stone to take you to the next level. Because if you're not getting those arrows on your arrows on your back, that means you're not doing big enough things, or you're not do, you're not getting out of your comfort zone, right? That's how I would I like see that. It. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's an interesting thought, especially if you think back, you know, where you were at even a year ago or two years ago, and and hopefully, yes, you are growing in that way, right? If you don't have any struggles like that, you're probably not growing. And Nicholas. You know, I, I believe that anyone that's a successful entrepreneur that has a high level of self-discipline, how did you gain such a high level of self-discipline? I think this is where I'm still kind of understanding the kind of the discipline part. So if I give you an example, right? Maybe you can share with me, with you, what's your favorite sport? Or what is the thing that you love doing outside of work potentially? Spending time with the family is my focus at the moment when I'm not working. But, you know, sport... You know, it'd probably be horse riding. Horse riding. That's it. Oh, yeah. I see the horse behind you as well. So the way we look at it as well is, you know, if someone's got a hobby and they love doing it and when they're not at work, potentially your hobby is work, right? Because I like my work. I like what I'm doing. So I think about it all the time. So if you're doing something that you love and you tend to think about it when you're when you're in bed, even sometimes when you're with the family <laughs> and this is what you love kind of geeking about and you just think about it all the time. This is where I think then how much discipline do you actually need? Because it just happens to you. You love it so much that you just tend to do it again and again and you're like, okay, what's the next thing I need to do now to get good at this? What is the next good thing? And you just do it because you don't need that discipline. And this is where, again, I take it back to maybe school or like getting a job. Like, for example, where I come from, you need to become an accountant, a lawyer, or a doctor, and you're seen as someone who's successful. So I became an accountant, but I hated it. So I needed discipline to go up and do the things that I needed to do. But now that I'm doing the things that I love, 
every day I wake up, I'm like, okay, so as soon as I wake up, the first thought is, okay, so what do I need to do to grow my business? And I wake like, surely you get that as well. I'm pretty sure where sometimes I wake up at half five, like last time I just woke up 12 minutes to seven. I'm like, on a Sunday, I'm like, okay, I really want to read that book because I wanted to take the next step and do that thing. And sometimes this is where I think maybe discipline gets lost as, as to what is it about? Well, maybe I misunderstood the question. I don't know. No, no, it's fine. I, I just wonder how you gain such a high level of self-discipline. But even just, you know, what you think about first thing in the morning, I think is pretty important. So, you know, are there like daily habits that you have that you're very disciplined about doing other than that? To me, yeah, I think the main thing I do is one, going back to the, I mean, we call it affirmations, right? Where those are the negative thoughts you have. So two things, right? Every day in the morning, you want to, one, make a list of the things you're grateful for. Because being in the US, being in the UK, in, in very, we would call it lucky countries, we are lucky because there are people in Africa that are not having the best life and they're still happy, right? But here we tend to think, okay, I haven't achieved my million pound, my million dollar deal. I haven't achieved this and that. And you feel crap. But then if you take a step back and you think of the good things you have, you have a roof, you've got water, you've got food. What can you be grateful about? And by being grateful about this, you change the focus that's going on in your head. So then you feel happy about it. So now you can focus on the things that you, you don't have yet, but you're working towards to have. So to me, the first habit I do is to think back to the things I have. And then the next part, like I said before, practice the new person that you want to be and practice having the thoughts that that new person should have. So you can become that person and achieve the goals that that person would have. You have to be intentional, right? You have to be intentional and not just let things happen to you. And so what's a way you've recently improved your business that we could apply to our business also? So one thing I've recently learned is people can't see you if they can't hear you. <laughs> because initially I was, I mean, I've been working with another business coach, more as a coach, like helping him. And I thought if I want to impact more people, I do need to create my own publishing platform. And that's where I started doing my podcast. And now I'm going to, I'm going to start doing my webinars and, and things to share more knowledge to more people so that they can hear me. And now that's why I'm also getting on, on different people's podcasts, sharing more value to as many people as I can. Because if like, there's so much going on in the world that unless you share and you make sure people can hear what you have to share, no one's going to hear you. Everyone's got their own problems. Everyone's got their own things they're working towards. So unless you keep knocking on that door. So for example, like I was saying to you just before in terms of, so one thing I was doing in the past two years is acquiring dental practices. So one of the things was to look for financing, which maybe your listeners might, might be in that phase as well, where they're raising funding. And again, if you call one bank once, they might pick up your call. But if you stop there, you might run out of banks very quickly. So you need to come back to them again and again until they, they pick up the phone and they realize that you exist, right? Because you're not the only person trying to get in touch, getting their attention. So yeah, the one thing I've learned is really, one, give content, share value. And two, it's going to be, we can call it a numbers game, but you have to push hard, right? And along the way, of course, you're going to get those arrows on the back and you're going to grow as a person. Hmm. Tell me the number one thing, Nicholas, that's contributed to your success. 
the one thing was really what's going on in here. So like COVID-19 would have caused many people so much struggle, so much problems financially, everything, right? And if you think about it, COVID-19, the virus has never had any bad kind of thoughts to, to bring destruction to the world and to the business. The COVID-19 is trying to survive. So coming from that place, you might think, okay, so if it wasn't COVID-19 and he wasn't doing it purposefully, it's not even his fault. Now, so what I mean by that is everything that happens to you is neutral. What is important is what you decided to be. What you're, Do you want to see it as a negative thing or do you want to see it as a positive thing? And if you decide to see it as a positive thing, you're going to grow and, and keep moving forward. So if I give you a quick example, before COVID-19 happened, I had three deals going on where I was going to, going to complete three deals to acquire dental practices. Two of them fell through before COVID. And the last one, I was still closing the deal, had the deal agreed. And then after lockdown, the seller came back to me saying he didn't want to sell anymore. So at that point, I was depressed. I was unhappy. But it happened for like five seconds because I know how my mind works. So for five seconds, I wasn't too happy. But I'm like, okay, what is the story that I want this struggle to be like? So therefore, from that day, I decided maybe I was being selfish. So I was helping other people with their business adding value to their life with mindset and all those things. So I thought maybe let me take that time where those didn't complete and the industry, the dental industry in the UK is not the best right now. Maybe it saved me as well because some of the practices maybe had to close down because they couldn't provide the services. So I thought, let me turn this story into a nicer story where I thought, let me start a podcast. So now I can share my value to more people. And now I would never have been on the show with you right now and having this great conversation if it wasn't for me losing that deal. In the same way, maybe your listeners right now have had deals that fell through. Maybe they had bankers that changed their mind last minute because of COVID. And again, those are neutral situations. It's us that decide how we want to take the situation and how we want to move forward with it. And I mean, just to finish off on that, along the way, now I've built up like 10 new skills just because I had to go and, and be out there more. And it made me realize, yeah, I can't be behind and in the shadows of my great friend and, my, and the business coach. I need to create my own brand and build my brand myself. Mm. So yeah, there's always well, a good thing that can come. Maybe you just answered this, but I'll ask anyway, how do you like to give back? Yeah, so I mean, the way I'm giving back right now is creating my podcast. And on the podcast, I'm sharing, like, you know, I've, I've shared with you like maybe three kind of mind tricks that... Again, school never taught us, society doesn't tell us. And I'm sharing like 34 or more of those that you can take with you on every, every day. So again, you can become the person that you want to be so that the actions you take get you there faster. Um, at the same time, I'm starting to build my own coaching program because I've been helping many people and I want to help more and, and really get them to understand how it works here. So therefore, life becomes effortless, right? You don't need to struggle to achieve what you want. It just becomes part of what you do. 
I appreciate you sharing that, Nicholas. Grateful for your time today and just helping us to think through, I mean, just how you've created success, but just the daily things, the daily goal setting decisions for things that we don't typically probably think about setting goals for and how that's changed your life and how it can change others and just how you're giving back. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yeah, sure. I mean, right now, what I have is is really just the podcast. If you want to listen to more and, and get some more of those tips and tricks about how you can use your mind to your advantage, it's called Master Your Mind, Master Your Life with Nicholas Lee. So make a quick search on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or, or Stitcher and you'll get access to this. Don't go yet. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I would love it if you would go to iTunes right now and leave a rating and written review. I want to hear your feedback. It makes a big difference in getting the podcast out there. You can also go to the Real Estate Syndication Show on Facebook so you can connect with me and we can also receive feedback and your questions there that you want me to answer on the show. Subscribe too so you can get the latest episodes. Lastly, I want to keep you updated. So head over to lifebridgecapital.com and sign up for the newsletter. If you're interested in partnering with me, sign up on the contact us page so you can talk to me directly. Have a blessed day and I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital, making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.